welcome to the Protos podcast. Today's date is Friday the 18th of February and you're listening to a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the past week as reported by us. This week, a grey hat hacker chose a $2 million bug bounty over the ability to print limitless ether. NFT marketplaces lean into centralization to combat fraudulent minting and Intel announces a brand new Bitcoin mining chip that it says will be 1,000 times more efficient than anything seen before. But first... As far as bugs go, they don't come much better than being able to print unlimited cryptocurrency. Thankfully, the hacker who discovered this particularly lucrative loophole was one of the good guys. Well, sort of. Self-styled grey hat hacker Jay Friedman figured out how to trick Ethereum scaling solution Optimism into effectively printing unlimited Ether earlier this month. The software engineer who goes by Soric online reported the issue to Optimum's devs team. As part of his efforts, the team paid him a $2 million bug bounty better than him running off and creating a bajillion ETH for himself. Freeman is probably best known for his work on Cedia, the app store for jailbroken iPhones. However, these days, he's been hunting for bugs on blockchains. According to a breakdown on Freeman's website, he discovered the glitch while looking into so-called nanopayment protocols. Optimism is one of these protocols, which allows users to send small amounts of crypto with little transaction fees while giving up some security trade-offs. Just like blockchain bridges such as Wormhole, the platform mints alternative Ether tokens that exist only on Optimism's network. Users first lock their ETH inside a smart contract as collateral to receive their tokens, which double as IOUs. These tokens can be transacted quicker and cheaper compared to on-chain transactions, making Optimism a potential Layer 2 solution for scaling Ethereum. But before cashing out their IOUs, they must first wait one week before their real Ether tokens are released. Enter Freeman. He discovered a glitch in a section of Optimism's code which forces smart contracts to delete themselves and return any related Ether to the sender. Optimism's self-destruct function returned crypto to the sender, but for some reason kept their related off-chain Ether IOUs. From this, users could then exploit these smart contracts into looping through the glitch, thus minting infinite Layer 2 crypto. While the Ether would be counterfeit, Freeman has suggested it could wreak havoc across the wider crypto ecosystem. He wrote, you could go to every decentralized exchange running on the layer two and mess with their economies, buying up vast quantities of other tokens while devaluating the chain's own currency. End quote. The type of bug that Freeman has found are known as overflow bugs. Back in 2010, when Bitcoin was still a baby, someone exploited the code to mint 184 billion BTC. It took a soft fork to reset the blockchain and return it to its hard-coded limit of 21 million bitcoins. Interestingly, Freeman noted that someone must have stumbled across the bug last Christmas Eve, but may have not realized its potential. Freeman believes that the high-stakes nature of crypto means that these flawed bugs shouldn't make it into the final stage in the first place. Now, he, quote, bulks at assisting blockchain projects with, quote, basic issues of decentralization or security, as those, he notes, are core tenets of the technology which can't be afterthoughts, he said. With some emphasis, he says, quote, we see crypto project after crypto project trying to externalize the cost of their core design to people being only indirectly compensated, rather than building a team around mathematicians, economists and security experts. 
Next up, Scent, the NFT marketplace which sold Twitter guru Jack Dorsey's Genesis tweet, is now pumping its brakes. Why? Well, hustlers selling content they don't own. The first tweet ever posted to Twitter sold for $2.9 million worth of Ether last March via Scent's dedicated NFT shop window Valuables. But while Valuables is still operational, Scent co-founder and chief exec Cameron Hijazi says the company is halting NFT sales on its main portal for three reasons. Number one users hawking unauthorized copies of existing NFTs, number two, people creating NFTs based on material they don't own the rights to, and number three, the selling of tokens resembling securities. According to Reuters, the exec called these issues rampant and claimed that users were minting and minting and minting counterfeit digital assets. He explained, quote, we would ban offending accounts, but it was like we're playing a game of whack-a-mole. Every time we would ban one, another would come up or three more. Like it or not, NFTs are now a $25 billion industry. And like many other lucrative ecosystems, the NFT sector attracts its fair share of scams, plagiarism and manipulation. But as Hijazi rightfully pointed out, Scent, with its 150,000 users, is only a small fish when it comes to NFT skullduggery. Last month, leading NFT marketplace OpenSea issued an apology to its community as it revealed the vast majority of NFTs minted using its free tool were either fakes or just rip-offs. Hijazi told Reuters, quote, I think this is a pretty fundamental problem with Web3. He added that to protect content creators, Scent might have to resort to centralized controls to get the platform running again, meaning decentralization would have to come at a later date. He's not wrong. Crafty miners often push the limits of Web3's claim to decentralization by listing plagiarized versions of popular NFT collections such as CryptoPunks or Bored Apes. But generally, marketplaces like OpenSea end up delisting NFT copycats, who often simply flip images tied to popular collections. Still, NFT proponents often dismiss antagonists who claim they can simply right-click save their expensive JPEG, thereby negating any value proposition. But in Sense case, the right-clickers have clearly won. And finally, it's been announced that computer giant Intel is preparing to introduce a new Bitcoin mining accelerator that it claims will harvest Bitcoin 1,000 times more efficiently than standard GPUs. Intel Labs plans to ship the energy-efficient mining accelerator to customers this year. The $195 billion company says established Bitcoin outfits like Argo Blockchain and Jack Dorsey's Block have already shown interest. Intel will be giving a presentation on its new circuitry at the International solid state circuit conference that's being held just two days from recording this episode. Intel's putting in the work, even forming its own custom compute group to build customized silicon platforms specific to the advanced systems of Bitcoin mining. The custom compute group is the one behind the breakthroughs that underpin Intel's new Bitcoin accelerator. As it stands, Bitcoin purposefully uses energy-intensive computing to secure its network and distribute new tokens. Bitcoin mining uses what's called the SHA-256 cryptography. This type of cryptography is the only known solution to the Byzantine general's problem a paradox of human coordination with entrusted counterparties. The Byzantine problem was considered unsolved since it was first introduced by NASA researchers in the late 1970s. That is, until Satoshi Nakamoto's peer-to-peer -peer network for trustless payments dropped in 2009, giving us Bitcoin. 
The SHA-256 cryptography also makes it prohibitively expensive for anyone to control a majority of the network's computations, aka its hash rate. These costs also prevent double spending and enforce honest accounting onto all participants. There's pressure to go clean these days, and the House of Representatives Committee on Energy and Commerce held a hearing on the matter in January with a session titled Cleaning Up Cryptocurrency, The Energy Impacts of Blockchains. And to help mitigate Bitcoin mining's growing popularity in the US since China's crackdown last year, Texas Governor Greg Abbott asked local outfits to limit rigs when the state's power grid faces considerable strain. According to estimates from the Bitcoin Mining Council, which is an open forum for global Bitcoin operators, nearly 60% of Bitcoin's power usage comes from a sustainable mix of renewable energies like hydroelectric dams. Bitcoin mining also uses some standard natural gas that would otherwise have been flared into the atmosphere. And that is your lot. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode, but we realise there's only so much we can squeeze in into just one podcast. So if you want more of the stories that matter, then check out protos.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Protos podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other major provider for more weekly roundups. We'll be back next week. See you then.